0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh-from-the-farm good like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
1: Hey everybody. It's in the clinch MMA podcast on the fight game media network. Paul Fontaine, Paul Fontaine, Jesus screwed up my own name. It's going to be a great show Uh, (laughs) alongside Ryan Frederick. Um, And I want to thank you all for uh, supporting the, uh, the fight game media free feed. And if you haven't already consider supporting the uh, uh, Patreon at patreon.com backslash fight game media. And however you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe. Uh, and leave us a five-star review it's real nice and real simple to subscribe and and it really helps us out you get those automatic downloads so it's easy for you and then easy it's good for us too so um but uh ryan we got a busy show today we got uh, a lot of shows to recap here and we got a big uh, ufc coming up this weekend one of the bigger fight nights of the year i think um but um uh, first off uh,
0: did you watch uh, pfl2 I did not. I know. I just saw highlights on on the old Twitter. I a, watched it. I watched the main <laughs> card,
1: not the prelims, because we don't get them here. But um, one thing we didn't mention last week when we, you know, did our quick little preview of it was that uh, the grandson of Muhammad Ali was was on the show. Um, yeah, he, he fought in the prelims, or well, no, it was on the main
0: card, but he it was an amateur was main, fight. Yeah, main card, main card amateur fight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is odd, but I guess, you know, they're taking advantage of the fact that he's, you know, got some uh, uh, name value, and uh, he, he looked good. He knocked out Isaiah Figueroa, uh, you know, guy was coming in 1-0, so, you know, another very, very inexperienced fighter, but he, uh, you know, he finished the guy off in minute 42, it was... uh you know, he looked like you would expect a mom but all these grandsons to look when it came to boxing. That's really all he did. Um, not much else to say. He's a pretty good promo, too. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Ricky Starks, you know, if uh, if you can see that. Especially in uh, not the picture that you'll see on Typology, but the one that they used on uh, PFL. It it like it looked it looked a lot like Ricky Starks. Um, they had speaking of the AW, they had Justin Roberts again this week, um, and uh, and yeah, and the rest of the card was um, not really much to write home about. It, uh, two women's fights, both went to a decision. Aspen Lad lost uh, pretty. Um, they 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 scored. One judge had it a draw. I I don't really see that, but um, I thought it was pretty clearly Elena Kolesnik, but. Um, and I think all the three commentators did as well. Um, but the, um, they have that goofy little, um, uh, computer performance rating thing that yeah. they use and, and that had it as a draw. So they actually had one of the draw, one of the rounds as a tie but they gave i guess one of the judges must have given a 10-8 or something i don't know i don't exactly know how it was a draw but um not a great fight to go your way to see and same thing with the main event at Larissa Pacheco just winning mass decision over julia bud bruno capoloso got a got a nice knockout of Mateus Chaffel in uh, in the other fight and that, that's it not much there prelims look pretty uneventful from the results from what i can see um you know pretty much everybody that you expected to win would win and uh yeah so that was uh, that was PFL um no news or anything coming out of it eh, that you heard of
0: nothing i nothing i know of no yeah kind of just a a regular old show for them kind of a one of their weaker weaker stuff to start off the year
1: yeah they did have logan paul uh on the broadcast as well as kayla harrison
0: Um, jake jake paul
1: or jake paul yeah you're right you're right yeah. yeah jake was talking about um that he's uh he figures he's going to be ready to fight his first fight uh end of the year or possibly the beginning of 2024 and okay. Kayla <laughs> yeah i don't think it's ever going to happen um and Kayla seems to be waiting for Jake
0: <laughs> like she's not gonna, I don't think she wants to fight until it's on pay-per-view so well, well uh, she she made mention this last week that she wanted in the tournament this year and they told her no
1: yeah, well, so, she and she know. said, like, she says, so she said she can cut to 145, but she can't do it like four times. So yeah. maybe that's why they don't want her in the tournament or whatever. But, um, oh, yeah, for uh, sure.
0: Because they're doing, you know, I just remember they're doing feather, they're doing a featherweight this year, not lightweight. Correct.
1: Yeah. So she, she'll fight at featherweight in, in, you know, in a non-tournament fight. She said she can uh, do that, but, but she can't, she, yeah, that's what she said in, in the thing. And, uh, but yeah, she was watching the fights and, you know, she didn't seem terribly impressed with either of the two women that won as you would probably expect from Kayla Harrison. Um, But yeah, it was, you know, it was not the worst watch in the world, even though three of the four, or even though two of the four fights went to a decision, it was a pretty easy watch. I got through it in like an hour and 15 minutes by fast forwarding all the gaga. Um, But uh, the the big show of the weekend was of course UFC 287 from uh, Miami. Uh, Extremely successful card, and we'll get into that later. Uh, But um, the... um, you know, it was their first time in Miami since uh, in 20 years and uh, Jorge Masvidal, uh, you know, fighting, finishing a 20 year career. And he brought up that he was in the crowd at the first one and it inspired, inspired him to become a mixed martial artist. I, I don't know if that's true, but that's what he said. Um, it probably, might be true. Um, yeah. but uh, I, yeah. believe, I believe that. Well, I believe he was probably fighting people in the parking lot and
0: <laughs> somebody said, Hey, you're pretty good. Uh, but uh, cause, yeah, because yeah, that's how he got his fight. Well, he was, nice. was probably doing the, the, the Kimbo Kimbo slice backyard brawl brawls and then you know he went to the yeah. first first yeah, UFC like, there and it's like, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, I mean paid for this? Paid for this Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, but Cause he didn't but, debut the, until
0: after that. He didn't make his, he didn't make his debut until after that.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he might he might have been telling the truth. Um, but uh the only truth he told in his post fight promo. Um but uh, Israel Adesanya um regained the uh middleweight title in the um in the main event over Alex Pereira or Pahea. I'm gonna screw that. I'm gonna Pereira. go back and Alex forth per- on that
0: one. It's Alex Pereira, that's how they
1: I know and they everyone uses it. different. What I like cormier it was Pahe Pahei. <laughs>
0: Or something he was saying it was just uh, goofy the way they were all pronouncing it, but we'll I, go with Pereira. I, I go how John Annex says it because John Annex okay. is the professional and the one who studies studies And it, I, so.
1: I didn't hear what Buffer said, but he probably said Pereira too. Um, <clears throat> but either either way, he's no longer the champion. Um, and so it's funny because you. Uh, so I'm watching the fight, and I was I was watching live, and I I thought okay, so in second in the second round. Um, you know, Pere- Pereira was, you know, he's 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 lining quite a bit and he's using leg kicks and it looks like he's hurting Adesanya backed him up to the cage and and Adesanya looks like he's hurt. And so Pereira moves in for the kill and then all of a sudden, you know, Adesanya just, just cold cocks him and then hits him with another shot and another one on the way down and Pereira's out cold. Um, that's the Coles Notes version of what happened. And I thought like just watching it was like, it was just like a last ditch effort, you know, like he was, he was about to go out and he just threw the shot. And then when I saw your comment that, that he baited him. And then that's what he said in the, in the post-fight promo as well. And then when I watched it again, I could see it. But when I was watching live, like, I just thought, oh my God, like Pereira's about to finish him. And then, you know, out of nowhere. And it was kind of similar to the Font-Yana's Matt fight earlier, where, where it was, it was going kind of like that, where, you know, like Giannis looked like he was hurting him. And then all of a sudden, Font just just knocked him out. And, and yeah. that that, yeah, that one, that, I think that
0: was, one that wasn't a baiting
1: situation on that one. Though. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I thought this was. And then, no, it, he totally baited him. And, uh, you know, because he for prayer didn't, didn't respect his power. So um, that, that's what I saw. And, and you you can probably describe it better because, you know, you're the you're the professional.
0: well yeah but but yeah uh, on that one on on the main event yeah the first round to me was just one of those like chess matches kind of things it felt super like it felt very like intense intense like almost like like when you're watching that first round you're like I don't know that this fight's gonna play out the same way that it did the first time first time meaning meaning I don't think they're going five going to the fifth round it's just something something about that first round just kind of tell me that there's a lot of leg kicks i mean pereira landed landed 20 significant strikes in the first round 16 of them were leg kicks he was just kicking kicking out And I and and he, he did look pereira looked massive in there he had to be oh, yeah. 15 20 pounds bigger yeah. than osania osania which uh, i mean that may have been his downfall too uh he uh he didn't. He had Pereira had a good second round. He just didn't seem something seemed different than the first fight with him in the second round. In the second round, he had a really good round. Uh, lots of bo- body shots, lots of leg kicks. But uh yeah, but he just he thought he had Adesanya in trouble with that leg kick, and Adesanya backed up against the fence, and he was covering up. The whole time, and you could see it, and and it just let Pereira. Pereira saw him covering up, just went to the body, and it was a big mistake because he left his hands down low, and Adesanya just so fast, so fast yeah. with that right hand landed that right hand, and then another one that dropped him, and then like he said, the hammer fist from the gods knocked Pereira yeah. out cold, and and yeah, it was a brutal, it was all time great knockout. Great, great finish for Adesanya. I know a lot of people are criticizing his, his post-match, his antics. But, yeah, I mean, you know, those antics kind of help make him a star. star. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all I'm all for it. And his interview is interview great. And, uh, yeah, and honestly, I'm fine with him doing his antics because when you look at everything that has happened, for Pereira in their, in their rivalry. Yeah, Pereira had the three wins over him. But that first fight they fought when they went to the decision of the kickboxing, that could have gone either way. Like it was a close fight that could have gone either way. Second fight, Adesanya probably got screwed because Pereira was allowed a standing 10 count and got up at eight. But then he knocked Adesanya down and Adesanya wasn't given the same liberty to try to get up get up on a standing 10 count. So that was kind of a screw finish. And then, the, then their first fight in the MMA... I mean, Adesanya was going to win it till he got finished in the fifth. Legit win for Pereira, but but uh you know, you still kind of we still came out of that out of that fight thinking Adesanya was the better fighter. Came in this fight the betting favorite, which the betting on uh, which the side makers still thought he was the better fighter, and he proved again he was the better fighter and just an incredible win. And just yeah, Adesanya, he's still he's still king of the middleweight division. had had little hiccup, but he's back on top
1: my my immediate thought when the fight was over was that and i don't know if you want to talk about this now or do you want to wait till later well, you can talk but, about it
0: now
1: okay Use a, so you, it's our question our of, the of the week yeah. yeah so i thought i definitely want to see these two fight again but not right away no i want to see them yeah. each fight at least one more time uh, in, in between and then cuz i want to see prayer against somebody else and see how he looks like yeah. against a top guy and then if he if he can get past another top guy Um, maybe a Whitaker, you know, um, somebody like around that level, you know, like tippy top, if he beats them, then do the rematch. But I don't want to, I don't want them to go right to the rematch.
0: Um, I I don't know how you feel. Uh, I don't want them to go right right to the rematch. I I, I agree. I have this feeling that Pereira is going to 205. And the way, the way like, like Dana, Dana was asked, there was the first question Dana, Dana was asked about, asked at the post fight press conference was about a third fight and his immediate response is prayer is probably going to 205 which tells me which tells me something which tells me like he was too big like i don't maybe maybe he had a bad weight cut i mean yeah i mean i just saw the here's here's how the weigh ins kind of work they always want the main inventors and the title fight people to go first if they're in the building they put them at the front of the line just in case there's just in case there's an issue issue. They kind of, they kind of learned from this. So. John Jones.
1: No, no, no. What are you talking he waited about? till the end at the one I was Cause at.
0: Cause he's heavyweight. Okay, he's a heavyweight. Okay. I'm talking about if they're in the building. Oh, gotcha. Okay. If okay, they're okay. in the building before, before the window opens, they put them at the front of the line. Okay. Why? You know, if they don't show up, I mean, if, if weigh-in start at nine and John Jones for it as a heavyweight doesn't show up till nine fifty. It's fine, but uh, but the fact that Pereira weight was weighing in, weighed in later, meant he was still cutting weight at the time, at the time okay. when he had started. So maybe it was a tough weight cut, weight cut for him, for him. You know, and obviously
1: uh, Adesanya, he doesn't even cut that much weight. Yeah, he
0: was first on the scale. Yeah. A...
1: Um. So I like, and that's, I I saw you, you know, you made a comment in in the fighting media Discord that you know you'd like to see Adesanya and Jones. You know, no weight. You know, doesn't matter what weight. You know, figure out the weight or whatever, just to see who the best is. I don't like that, be- and I'll tell you why. Is because there's a few reasons. Number one, I, I we saw Adesanya at 205, and you know, and that was against Jan Blahovic, and he and he didn't look that great, um, and I think he was giving up too much size, and he's going to give up even more size to John Jones. Um, number two, like, I don't think it tells you anything like, unless Adesanya wins, but if Jones wins and they fight at a heavier weight, all it tells you is that Jones is a bigger fighter. Um, so like, I, I know it would make a lot of money and I know it would be a big fight and, you know, UFC should make big fights when they can. And I'm sure if they think that they can make this fight, they probably will. I just, I just personally don't
0: like it. Okay. I have a whole lot of reasoning for that. Okay. And okay. to go to circle back to the question, I think Pereira should fight somebody like Marvin Vittori, if he's going to stay at one okay. Vittori, yeah. Paulo Costa, somebody like that. Somebody not like not that. quite as high as Whitaker. Yeah. I would not, I I would not match up Alex Pereira or Robert Whittaker if you if the idea is try to get Pereira a win a win okay. for a third Adesanya fight. I would not I would not do Whittaker because I think Whittaker would beat him. Beat okay. Him. You, if if you are trying to make a if you are trying to get a third Adesanya fight, but you feel like you need to you need to get Pereira a win, give yeah, him a I, No, that, give that him, makes Give him a fight, win, win. Yeah, that makes opinion, sense. Opinion. Yeah. Uh, for Adesanya next, it's tough. He's wiped out everybody. The the next guy in line that he hasn't fought yet is Dragus Du C. and I like. Yeah, what's wrong with that fight? I like that. I don't know that Du C is ready for it. Okay, for it, for it, and uh, he's not. He's not a name, name. Uh, but uh, well, I mean, the problem,
1: you're fighting this. You're
0: selling that fight on Adesanya's name. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. and uh, Adesanya. I mean, you know, he he's a very active fighter. Uh, the the Komsat option is always there. I would not give. Give him an immediate title shot. I, he needs, he needs to fight somebody at one eighty five, and he needs to be fighting more than once a year. I mean, he's not going to fight till October, so yeah. so it's already been established, I, and he, he needs to fight more than once a year now. He's on a one a, once a year plan now, mm-hmm. which is stupid, which is stupid because. But we don't really want to get into the reasons because it, it involves <laughs> overseas political, you know bullshit That he shouldn't be involved in, but whatever. But uh, but yeah, it's just it's. Just, I wouldn't do Chimaev right away, and my whole reasoning for the putting the John Jones thing is there's rumblings that there's we don't know with John, but there's going to be rumblings every time that his next fight is his last fight. Okay, and if it's a situation where his next fight is his last fight, and they're having issues again getting the Stepan fight done. It's at this point. It's just like the hell with it. Give them, give them that. Do Autosanya Jones, you know, just have it be at like two, two or ten pounds. Just you know, you know to make it two ten. I just oh man, I just think that he's. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he's but, giving
1: up way too much weight because he's going to oh, come in at one ninety five. I mean, you know, I mean, like, all the or, or, well, or one ninety nine or whatever. All like the whatever.
0: Advantage, all the advantages for that are in John Jones. But yeah, you look at it; that'd be a massive fight. They could yeah possibly do Allegiant Stadium with that one. You yeah. know, that's a goal, and and I mean, like 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 I said, if if you're John and you're wanting one fight one fight to go you you want just one more fight you're looking to get the biggest fight you can and honestly his only two options right now are francis and is he had a crazy weight in a crazy way it's a it sounds crazy and i know it's crazy but those well, two well, there's been, one there's one other one that,
1: there's one other big fight that they could do that is, is more viable now that For jones now that ufc and wwe have merged I
0: don't know that Brock's gonna Brock's gonna do it,
1: I don't know yeah I mean that's, that's I mean that's a Jeez. fight that's a big yeah. fight I mean I don't care how old Brock is like if he put that fight it's huge well Brock, I mean yeah he Brock I, might I not still, want to do it, yeah, I know
0: <laughs> I still think Brock is I don't know if he's publicly said it I think he's kind of hinted that the ship has sailed, and still it's you yeah. know granted like gr- like taking his steroids. Granted, granted, they're under the same, they're under the same ownership now, but it's still like, you know, it's all, he could have done it, whether they were under the same ownership or not. It's all yeah. about yeah. the money and it's know. the money.
1: And, and it's also, you know, maybe he just doesn't even want to fight. Like yeah. and that's you know, well, um, I didn't know about Jones 50%. maybe only fighting once. That's news I, to me. So I brought it up when we when we talked about it. When we talked well, about well, did it was, we? Like, because I remember like, us talking and like, did we think he's going to, you know, because he signed that eight fight contract, right? Or was it six, yeah. six or eight? He and, signed an eight fight. And I told I yeah. told you flat out,
0: it's basically one fight at a time with him.
1: Okay, I
0: I, I guess I forgot that. Yeah.
1: Um. I I mean yeah. yeah signed, if it's the last a, fight, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Make the fight, yeah
0: he he signed the eight fight, but his goal was. That fight, Nagano, done.
1: See, and I like, and and there's the other thing, like the so they make the fight. Jones wins and retires, and now now you got like a middleweight champion that, you know, just lost to a retired guy. Like I,
0: but I lost, guess they don't lost care. to haven't lost to yeah retired know, guy you know, who had who yeah. had twenty pounds on him. Yeah, I know, and it's like it's, it's, like I said, it's just a crazy out there. Yeah, no, know, you're, right, I, you're right. I I think it has a a. 0.5% chance of actually happening
1: oh okay i see the way sometimes when you bring this stuff up like i'm thinking this is something they're actually considering and so if it's a 0.5% chance i don't know yeah, yeah i don't know man i'm on board the
0: idea maybe i put the idea in their heads and then they consider yeah. it it's just I, yeah i haven't heard anything about that i was just throwing the crazy idea out there just okay this is a fact like what's next for adesanya I, I don't if i had to put money I, on it i'd say it's two plus c's yeah but. i mean i don't i don't think I don't think, and you know, Adesanya said, he doesn't want the third Pereira fight. And I think Pereira is going to 205. I don't think he can make the third Whitaker fight still. I mean, no, it's just, no, no, no. So it's, it's, yeah. It's and and you know what? Places.
1: Maybe the third fight ends up being at 205 down the road.
0: Like if Pereira, nah. if Pereira wins the belt. <laughs> nah, Izzy will, want, Izzy will want, want it at 185. Izzy will want it at okay. where he, he's, an, he's in the advantage on that one. Or maybe they do like a one ninety five mm-hmm. catch weight if they're I mean, both champions. You could yeah. do that down the road. Yeah, like I said, Combs Combs not not ready. He's on a one fight year. Bo Nickel is two years away.
1: Yeah, So I think the next guy is like maybe Brendan Allen or, you know, if Joe Pyfer gets a, another couple knockouts, you know, like he's a he's a year away. Yeah, he's, like he's yeah, he's got two fights. He's yeah, got two, two fights. Fight. Uh, Allen is maybe one. Like you know, yeah. he's fighting Jack Hermanson. So I mean, if he if he finishes Hermanson. You could talk about him in the title
0: fight. Possibly, yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. go to your happy place for a happy prize go to your happy price price line um, all right. The co-main, um, anything else you want to add about the main or no, no. Okay. So the co-main, uh, obviously this I think is what probably sold a lot of tickets. Um, you know, I think the main event would have sold a lot of tickets anyways, but maybe not in, in this location, uh, Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal and Masvidal, you know, rumors that it was going to be his last fight. Um, of course he lost a uh, decision and he hung up the gloves when he was done and and he cut a, promo it started out all right and then it dev- devolved into uh pro trump propaganda that we won't don't need to get into here though the card was littered with it and i was kind of disgusted by the end but whatever um got got to see some good fights but uh gilbert burns looked good uh i don't know that he necessarily looked like somebody that should be challenging for a title anytime soon but he beat jorge masvidal so there's that um, Masvidal hasn't had a win <laughs> our uh, buddy Joe Gilbert uh posts a bunch of facts about you know since the last time Jorge Masvidal won and all these different things and uh those are all still true because he lost here but uh the crowd um you know they 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 were respectful and they didn't really boo Burns and I don't I think they knew that Masvidal lost and uh pretty clear 30-27 I thought
0: yeah, yeah. Was, uh, it, I mean, Masvidal was winning the first until the very end there in my opinion. Yeah. So if, if so if he scored the first for Masvidal, it's not a big deal. And uh, second was a very clear bird round. Third round was closer than I think people give give it give it a Give it credit for at least when it comes to the striking.
1: I was a little worried. I'll be honest with you, based on some of the scorecards in the
0: undercard fights. You know, I'm like, mm, I don't, you know, I, I've seen worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, Burns had the takedown, takedown yeah. in ninety and a minute and a half of control time, but it was almost pretty even on the striking. Yeah. Striking Burns a little bit, you know, slightly head on the volume, but I mean, not a. I don't think it was enough. For, I don't think it was clear that all won. On the third, you give him the first, but a uh, very clear Burns win and and uh, he uh, said uh, he said at the post fight press conference he said I want a title shot next or release me which Cut. which uh, which Dana <laughs> Dana caved in and said he'll be the backup he'll be the backup. really yeah. wow yeah. he wants because he wants to fight Colby Covington or something I don't know it's kind of a shot at Blah Muhammad too. If you're going to do that, make, you know, Burns the backup, backup. I don't think, you know, you know, some of these fighters, they try to like Gilbert Burns shouldn't be calling the shots on shit like that, you know? No, no. He's not, I, he's not in a position. He's not a star, star anything. You know, he's only one, two in a row now. Now he's not really in the position for, for that, but, uh, but Hey, he got it. And, uh, yeah, Mazadal's last fight, he he's, he's looked not the same for a while. No. Just, uh, I mean, I brought this up on Observer Radio. I think if a situation ever happens and they can dangle the Connor carrot in front of him, I think he'd come back for that because it'd be a pig payday. But, uh, but yeah, but as far as anything else, yeah. He's done, and he looked like a fighter who's done, and he's 39, 52 MMA fights, God knows how many street brawls, and just, yeah, it's just, he's, you know, you hit... You hit a point where you're just not the same, you know. Yeah, he's hit that point. I think the
1: three, the last three fights took a lot out of him. Like two fights with Kamara Usman, and then that Colby Covington, where he just got like ragdolled, and yeah. like that's that that's gonna just kind of take your soul, <laughs> you know. Like, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's still a good fighter. He's just not a, a contender, and you know, but some you, guys don't
0: don't want to stay around. You got to give him a ton of credit. He went from. Yep. A, he was a freaking journeyman, middle of the road, middle of yep. the road. You know, top ten fighter, but but not gonna not gonna be a big star. You know, after that Steven Thompson loss, and then goes in the Darren Till fight, and all of a sudden, you know, he's a you know, de- between the Darren Till fight and then the Ben Askren fight, fight he he went from from you know just middle of the road guy to multi multi millionaire who's set for life now, as he said. So
1: yeah, so, yeah. You know. He said, uh, mo- "A millionaire, multi times over, and uh, and he and thanks to the UFC, um, yeah. you look at the career trajectories of of him and Darren Till. Like from that fight, <laughs> like it's one went up and one went down. I mean, you know, even with the losses, Masvidal, you know, kind of, you know, I wouldn't say he's a bigger star now, but he remained a big star. And Till is just kind he's of he's a bigger he's
0: a bigger star now than Till. for sure.
1: No, no, you know, for sure, no, no. I'm saying that like Mas." It all didn't become a bigger star in his losses. Like he just maintained the star level though, like in his losses to Usman and Covington, like he still maintained a star. Yeah. Like that's all, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, from the time of the till fight, he's, you know, astronomically bigger star and still is way down. Like, I mean, to the point where he's, you know, released from the UFC supposedly for now. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, but you know, it was, a, it was a good career for Masvidal. I mean, you know, you can agree or not agree with his political beliefs, but, but I think we can all agree that, I uh, don't had a career. He had a great career and one day he'll probably be in the hall of fame. Um, and people say that he doesn't belong there, even though he does <laughs> um, like Donald Cerrone. Um, I, I suppose the other one we could talk about on the main card would be um, christian rodriguez and raul rosas jr um rosas obviously the 18 uh, year old that you know had a lot of um publicity going in he had won his contract when when he was 17 fought on won his debut pretty convincing fashion and then he's up here against christian rodriguez and you warned us last week you said don't sleep on christian rodriguez um and he dominated rosas to the point where like Roses didn't even like after about halfway through the first round, like see what happened was, I think he tired himself out going for that um, guillotine or that uh, rear naked choke. I think he kept it on for too long. And uh, you know, we see that a lot and uh and the second and third rounds like right, he just had nothing and uh i you know he, rodriguez didn't really come close to finishing him or anything but he totally dominated in the last two rounds and uh and uh picked up the uh the win and ended the undefe- undefeated streak and kind of almost made you question like was this too soon i don't know i don't know what you thought
0: well, my thoughts are ro Rosas junior is 18 he's very yeah. clearly 18 he he's not He's not ready for it. He need he, they've. He's been rushed because, and and it's proof here. I mean, all you have to do, all you have to do to show that he's not really ready for this is look at his corner. His corner was his mom and his dad, while <laughs> yeah. Christian Rodriguez had Duke Rufus and all these top top level MMA coaches. Coaches. It's Rosas Junior. He's not. He's not ready. He lives in Vegas. He needs, I said this on his over radio. He needs to go to extreme or work with Eric Nixick or go to syndicate MMA work with John John Wood. Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he needs, he needs that. They, I mean, he's, it's just like Sage Northcutt. He's he's lost his dad. And Yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, Rosas is lost on the feet. He didn't yeah. even throw. He didn't throw a single strike in the first round, and he won. The no, round. I saw
1: like in the, the third round. round they put up the strike count, and I think he had yeah. landed like five strikes or something.
0: Yeah, in the whole he, fight, he, he had zero significant strikes landed in the first two rounds, and wow. uh, yeah, and just he's, he's 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 eighteen. He's, I mean, that's that's basically it. It comes down to it. Like he's gonna he's gonna be around for a long time. Needs a lot of work. Uh, you know, I think they should. They, the UFC, if they want him to, they want him to be something. They need to push him to go to these camps, and they need to push these camps to be like, "Hey, bring him in, bring him on slowly." You know, work with work with him. You know, if they want him to be a legit prospect, they should really. If they want fighters to to pan out the way they the way they hope in signing them young, get them set up with the right camps. That's the and, way and be little more
1: careful in the matchmaking.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean like, Christian Rodriguez is a young guy, young guy too, you know, was, the records are pretty similar, mm-hmm. pretty similar, yeah. but but like I said Rodriguez, he's training with Rufus. Rufus mm-hmm. Rufus Sport. There's a ton of top fighter fighters in that. Anthony Pettis was singing his praises praises a year ago saying, "Watch out for Christian Rodriguez. He's going to be a title contender someday." Someday, you know? And it's just it's just he, and like I said, Rosas, 18, uh, hasn't learned a lot, has not, it's not with a big camp, it's not with any camp from the looks of it. And yeah. it's just, it's just, you're not going to learn with your mom and dad in your corner because, because, I mean, dad, you know, dad might have like experience of fighting, but he's not giving you the same kind of feedback that an Eric Nick sick and the coaches at extreme couture will give him give them or John Wood and the coaches of syndicate would give them or any other, you know, any other top level coaches, coaches. So, yeah, just, I mean, they've got to bring them on slowly, slowly. And it wouldn't surprise me if they ice them until the end of the year or early next year.
1: I I almost, you know, in retrospect, wish that they would have, you know, like given them one of those deals where, you know, yeah, you got a contract, but you're going to fight on the, you know, on the uh regional fights, you know, a couple times um just to kind of get your, you know, get get your get some experience in, get some rounds in. But I guess you also take the chance, you'd rather have him lose on a main card of a UFC pay-per-view than losing on, you know,
0: like an LFA show or yeah. something. And I thought he had something because he did look good on the contender series. He did. And, well and, and even and in that,
1: that first fight.
0: You yeah. know, he looked well, great. In that well first I was gonna I was gonna try to finish my point point Sorry. there. like a contender series. That was the only time he'd been past the first round and he looked okay. And he looked good enough there to be like, okay, we gotta give him a co- contract. And he won. We knew if he won, he was gonna get a contract contract, which you know, hindsight, probably a bad idea, a bad idea going into saying with the mentality of he wins, he gets a deal no matter what. But because they wanted to make that story of having a seventeen yeah. year old year old under UFC contract. That was what it was all about. But uh but this fight and and he finished his fir- first fight in the first round first round but this fight showed like after one round he's not he's not ready after to go pa- past one round one round and yeah. uh, like i said it's all the reasons i i just listed
1: yeah uh all right uh i guess we can uh, we can do our three stars um okay. you'll go over the results later um i think you can
0: go first okay uh, my first star is going to be kevin Holland. just yeah. to, uh i mean he he had a big mouth, and he was talking a lot during the fight. Fight even brought up the uh Do you smell weed? Weed, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I mean, wouldn't be surprising. Miami, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just he, you know, he he uh, he said after the fight that he his right hand, which we talked about last week. well, Last week I said he broke it in the Stephen Thompson fight, and you wonder if he he recovered because those hand injuries are a bitch for fighters. You know, you don't know. And he said, this was, he said before the fight was the first time he put on the four ounce glove since this Thompson fight. And he said, it didn't feel right, but he still, he still got the knockout, you know, landed the right hand and then landed the left hand, that face planted Ponzinibbio on the third round. And they had a great, they had a great battle in the first two rounds, rounds Holland won. Holland clearly won the first two rounds, but, uh, he bat he rocked Ponzinibbio on each round, but, it was a good fight while it lasted. And I'm actually going to do do a combo here on my second and third stars and give them to Kelvin Gastelum and Chris Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. because they just had an incredible, an incredible fight. And that was just back and forth. The, the second and the third rounds in particular were just out of control, wild, just beating the shit out of each other. And Gastelum looked good for somebody who hasn't fought in almost two years. And uh, Curtis, I think, I think he, uh, if he had done better in the second round and would capitalize on some openings, I think he could have won this fight because he definitely won the third. But uh, I think yeah, he, just, he yeah. definitely won the third. He definitely won the third. The 30-27 Gaslam scorecard, <laughs> not <laughs> like, not what? not good because Curtis definitely won the third. But Gaslam. But it didn't matter because Gas yeah yeah Gaston won the fight and uh
1: but, but but man like there was there was a couple of those cards on this on this show and yeah, this was yeah, one we'll of them get into it, yeah. Yeah, We'll get but into it.
0: But, uh, but yeah I mean I mean that was just an awesome He almost fight. finished like I wouldn't say he almost finished him but he rocked him like really hard. Yeah he rocked <laughs> him but yeah didn't come close to fishing but yeah but yeah just I mean just an awesome fight gonna be one of the best fights of the year just yeah. if you if you miss that fight, go back and see it. So
1: especially I would say round three was just because yeah. Ga- I think Curtis knew he lost the first two rounds and he knew he probably needed a finish. So that's what he was going for. And Gaslam just wasn't going down.
0: Yeah, it picked it picked up about two minutes into the second round, and everything yeah. from then then on was just just incredible. Out of control, incredible back and forth brawl. Right. For all.
1: all right. I will go with um with um Rob Font um talked about it just a little bit earlier but Yanez was was dominating early and then, you know, Rob Font, like, and his eye was swelling up. And you thought, like, man, like, if, if this goes to, like, if he finishes the first round, like, it's the kind of thing where it almost looked like the doctor could stop it. Like, cause his, his eye was swelling up really bad. And then he just, just cold cocked Giannis yeah. and uh, knocked him out. And Giannis just went straight down. And uh, I, I thought, oh, one thing in the Holland fight that you didn't mention, but I, I want to mention on first reaction, like, when he knocked Ponzinibbio out, like Ponzinibbio went down, he's on like all fours. And then, but I think what happened was the last shot woke him up and he woke up and he got, he just sprung up and he was arguing with the ref and he's like, no, 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 I'm still ready to go and everything. And Murglietta is laughing at him and he's like, you were out, dude. (laughs) Like You know, I I just thought that was really funny, but uh, Rob Font. Yeah, for sure. uh, On uh, one of my stars, Joe Pfeiffer, just, uh, just cold cock jar, jarred Mearshart, uh and uh yeah just just a really nice finish. Um didn't didn't know where he was when it when it was over and Piper looked great. Fourth straight finish. Um just uh outstanding performance from him. And uh I know there was another finish on the card but I want to give my last star to Sam Hughes who uh was a pretty big underdog against the Jacqueline a Marine that was previously unbeaten and she just uh dominated uh Jacqueline with her wrestling just kept taking her down over and over again and uh left no doubt um you know she 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 won she won that fight uh 29-28 um I uh yeah I I was Really, really impressed with Hughes. And I didn't think much of her uh, going in, but, but she impressed me here. All right. And, uh, yeah, so take us through the rest of the
0: uh, results. Okay. Yeah, it started off with the women's strawweight fight that you talked about. Sam Hughes, unanimous decision over Jacqueline Amram 29-20 across the score Across the board. Uh, Amram, she was coming in 6-0, zero six first first-round finishes. And yeah. she was fantastic in that first round. Just absolutely dominated. And she in got tired nearly finished Hughes, but she, like Rosas, I mean, lots of first round finishes and you don't have that experience going past the first round. She gassed herself out fast in the first round. And that was the difference in the last two rounds. She was, she was, you know, I think it was more her pulling guard a lot more than Hughes actually getting the takedown because Amaran was just, she wanted the fight on the ground, but she was too tired to score takedowns. So the easiest way was to either pull guard or give up the takedown and takedown. And unfortunately Hughes is, she comes from a good camp and she, uh, and she just her experience and she worked from the top and dominate from the top and won the last two rounds. She did something really stupid in her post fight, uh, media scrum though. <laughs> she said her boyfriend bet a thousand dollars on her. Which uh <laughs> considering all the betting scandal stuff going on, that is not something you should say. Technically, he's only a boyfriend, he's not blood related, and the rule rules say anybody in your family corner So married is not, not allowed. So married is not allowed. Maybe if they're just boyfriend, girlfriend, who knows? But but he but he yeah. won
1: like three grand then because she four, was like four, a three so one hundred four. Like four.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like so it's like Please fighters do not do this stuff, especially while they're <laughs> under FBI investigation over fight fixing. I know at this is at
1: least he didn't bet on Amarim.
0: Yeah, I know this, <laughs> I know there's not there's no fight fixing in this fight, but just don't yeah. don't even mention it. do Amrim even...
1: comes in and she's like, oh, I lost, but my boyfriend won because
0: he bet on Hughes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't don't even mention bet betting. Yeah. Like, come on, come on, guys. Well, yeah let's, let's 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 uh smarten up here i know you're fighters but you're not that dumb but uh so uh then we had a uh, steve garcia second round uh, knockout over shylon nerd and becca uh, nerd and becca dropped garcia in the first round and was pounding away but garcia recovered good and rocked nerd and becca late in the first and then the second round just a brutal body kick dropped Nerd and Becca, and then some punches on the ground, finished it 36 seconds into the second round. Then we had Ignacio Bajamandez, unanimous decision over Trey Ogden. Not much to say about this fight. Probably the weakest fight on the card. Uh, Bajamandez just, just landed with more volume on the feet. Leg kicks were a big difference, and that's that. Then we had a women's strawweight fight, Lupe Godinia's split decision over Cynthia Calvillo. Uh she had uh, Cavillo had, had a 29-28 scorecard but Godinias had a 29 28 and a 30-27. I had a 29-28 Godinias. I thought she very clearly won the first and the second and third were could have gone either way. This fight could have gone either way in my opinion. Cavillo Cavilla landed with uh, slightly more volume in the last two rounds, but Godinias was doing the damage with her with her punches, you know, could have gone either way. Uh, I think 30-27 for Godinias. Not a good card, but at the same time, like second and third were close enough to where it's not like an overly bad scorecard. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then we had a uh, Joe Pfeiffer, uh first round finish over Gerald Mearshart. Just uh, picked him apart on the feet, dropped him, punches from the top. That was that. Then we had an interesting decision here. Luana Pinero split decision over Michelle Watterson, 229-28 scorecards for her, and then a 29-28 20 for Waterson. I thought Watterson very clearly won this fight and me too. me too. And I think, I think nearly three quarters of the media scores had it for her, had it for her. She just, she used her kicks very effectively to keep Pinero at a distance and Pinero really couldn't ever really capitalize on it. And I thought Watterson very clearly won the first two rounds and, Maybe won the third, but definitely the first two. And and I thought Watterson definitely won the fight. So Pinero was lucky to escape with the win there. And then we had Calvin Gastelum beating Chris Curtis, as I talked about. And then we went, we pretty much touched the main card. Christian Rodriguez, unanimous decision over our Rosas. Kevin Holland, third round knockout over Santiago Ponzinibbio Rob Font uh, uh, finished Adrian Yanez in just under three minutes. Watch that fight. It's about as good of a three minute fight as you'll ever see. Absolutely, and then, yeah. and then uh, burns over Masvidal, and Adesanya back back on top of the middleweight throne. Second like round knockout of Alex Pereira. Yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, and, and as I mentioned earlier, very successful show. Nineteen thousand thirty-two fans, eleven point nine, basically a twelve million dollar gate uh, in Miami. Which I mean, those are those you don't ever see that outside of like Las Vegas or MSG. It, it's like, bigger than the last MSG show. Yeah, that's insane. What was what that like six, uh, almost $600. Like six hundred dollars?
0: Six thirty-five, six thirty-five. Yeah, so I that's like it.
1: that London show. Yeah, yeah, London was less. I think I think it was four, five five fifty or something. If I'm remembering right, something like that. Yeah, but they only gave away four bonuses. Um, <laughs> Calvin Gaslam and Chris Curtis got the fight of the night. Rob Font
0: and. Uh, well. <laughs> Is there a lot of got the bonuses? Well, like yeah. nothing. I mean, you had two people who made a buttload of money. We know for sure. On yeah, show.
1: but but I mean, you know, you couldn't give. You know what, Joe Pfeiffer should not have asked for the fifty k. I'm telling
0: you, when, when you ask for fifty k, you almost never get it. And I mean, uh, he's. I mean, if they were only going to give away two, I mean, Adasanya and Font, those are two good ones. Adasanya doesn't need the fifty k. Give it to Piper. Although if like Dana bought him if, a house, I, mean... I guess. If you're going by finish, and I know, uh, and you I take know. out who it is, just yeah, by just by you know, regardless, if you just say say everybody's on an even slate there, Adesanya and Font were the two best finishes. I yeah, I guess Pipers was I, I like Pipers um
1: but yeah a font for sure like that was the best one on the on the card because.
0: honestly not Pereira out cold like that's on. true like, yeah yeah, that, the, yeah. The, you get, somebody gets knocked out cold i don't i just i cold, hate the like, main eventers getting the the 50k bonuses i know like, you just, do you know, i don't i don't yeah. agree with it i don't agree with it any any but yeah. like i i look at it from the from the everyone's on an even playing field on that fair enough fair enough all right so that
1: was ufc 287 next pay-per-view will be in uh, may from the Prudential Center uh hopefully they induct uh, they announce that frankie edgar is going into hall of fame although i don't know it's getting pretty packed now and uh we'll, we'll talk about they that could, in
0: a bit they got room for one and two maybe two more okay there you go so it's got to be frankie um but uh it's well, coming. There, we- i mean they could there could be a contributor too so oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We'll bring that up later all right uh pfl
1: three is coming up this weekend friday on uh, espn plus uh the prelims will be on espn So now I wonder how that's going to work down here or up here because we usually only get whatever ESPN airs. So maybe we're only going to get the prelims, but it's actually, you know, a decent card for them. Um, Although, okay, this is weird. The prelims have the bigger names on it. I don't, this must be like a scheduling thing or something, or this card Uh, is all messed up because Olivia. I don't know that they have the bigger names on the prelims. Well, the biggest name on the card, in front front and center on the poster, is Olivier Aubin-Mercier, and he's on the prelims. Uh,
0: Shane Burgos is a bigger name than than Aubin-Mercier. Yeah, and I think he's on the prelims too. Shane Burgos and Aub- Aubin-Mercier is the main event.
1: Okay, so then the, this lineup I'm looking at is wrong, because it's got them listed as a prelim. No. Um, so that, okay, so that that uh that's an interesting fight though that they're fighting at um at lightweight cuz burgos is normally featherweight um but uh yeah and they and so okay do you have the main card listing there cuz i think this is all messed up yeah yeah main okay, card well, is
0: uh, main events olivier albin mercier versus shane burgos and then uh co-main events clay collard against Yam- yamada nishikawa okay. then there's a random heavyweight fight in their non-tournament uh, patrick brady gets Dennis. Golstov and then Carlos Leal against David Zawada, and Magomed Umalatov against Tolano Taylor. That's the main card. So that
1: is like completely backwards from what I've got here. I, I just sent you the link, but it's like they've got all those all those fights were listed as prelims, and they've got the main event listed as Sadui C and whoever this Jaal Saloui is. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So that that doesn't. You're on Tapology. I told you. Sometimes do you. I know. Technology. I know. They're, they're usually right. So uh, this is from the Virgin. Uh. Th- th- again. Um. After, okay. I
0: see. I see what they did. I see what they did on Tapology. They have the entire prelim card listed as the main card because it's on ESPN two, and all the prelims they have listed is the main card.
1: I wonder if maybe they're airing the prelim, like maybe it actually is this way and they're doing the, like the ESPN plus portion later, you know, like Bellator does. Maybe, maybe it's something like that.
0: No, they're doing the prelims at, on ESPN two. Okay. And the main card on ESPN plus. Okay. So this, so that, okay. So the, the main, so the, these,
1: these uh, prelim f- or these fights that you just brought up are all going to be on ESPN plus, not ESPN two.
0: The main cards on ESPN plus yeah
1: okay so, okay I wonder how that'll work up da- down here but uh I'll I'll be recording some fights I guess and I'll watch whatever I watch and I'll let you guys know. But it would be funny if like Olivio Ben Mercier is in the main event and they don't air it on TSN because he's a Canadian fighter but um there you know there's some decent fights on here though. We got um the uh former champion uh Set C, C-, C-, C- Uh, you know the uh, what do they call him the black Denzel or 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 Swedish Denzel Um, they've got Stevie Ray and Nathan Schultz in one fight and uh, Alex Martinez on the card so yeah it's a decent card not uh, quite as big a top heavy as last week but probably a little more deeper um, uh, for this coming week and then uh, there's some other cards here uh, on uh, on the regional scene we've got an LFA card on UFC Fight Pass Friday at 9 Eastern from Sioux Falls. Um, that Octagon uh, show from Eastern Europe on DAZN uh, Saturday afternoon. Cage Warriors UFC Fight Pass uh, from the UK uh, that is on uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. So it's Almost going head to head with uh, UFC because UFC starts at five thirty Eastern, and uh, not much else. Fury Um, Fury FC on Sunday. On Sunday, right? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I didn't go far enough. And that's from Denver. Uh, Sunday afternoon on Fight Pass, three thirty p.m. Uh, Yeah, and then the other ones are next week. Uh, So yeah, that's uh, you know, and then there's some pay per view internet stuff and uh, MMA TV, whatever the hell that is. Um, So yeah, that's. that is all uh, the regional scene, but the one that we're paying the most attention to, like I said earlier, I think this is one of the biggest TV fights of the year um, for me, Um, for me, certainly uh, for probably for a lot of other people too. Um, But the card is actually pretty loaded even with, even besides that, but Max Holloway and Arnold Allen uh, fighting at featherweight. um, It's a, this is a really big fight. Like this is a pay-per-view fight, like not a main event, but you know, this this is like second or third from the top on a pay-per-view and uh this should be like on well this is on ESPN. Okay, I was going to say this should <laughs> be on ESPN. Um I mean it could be on ABC. Like it's it's
0: a big fight. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Um uh, yeah, it's a massive fight. Uh, Holloway hasn't fought since uh the the uh third Volkanovski fight in July. Uh a lot of talk then that uh, he was going to go to 155. He's sticking out at 145 maybe to see what happens when a uh, Volkanovski and Yara Rodriguez fight. We'll get into that in, in a bit. Uh, if he wants another title fight, he's got to win this fight. That's that's the most important thing. And he's one of the all-time greatest great fighters in UFC history, one of the all-time action fighters in UFC history. Uh, you know you're going to get a compelling fight with him. Arnold Allen, undefeated in the UFC. Oh, let me see. Two, three, four. 10 wins, 10-0 in the UFC, 12 straight wins. Uh, coming off that win over Calvin Cater, when Cater hurt his knee early in the second round. So just uh but, yeah, this is a, an incredible main event, and it's it's a lot like the Vera Aga fight. I'm glad this fight is in front of fans and not, not inside that stupid-ass apex because this is just – it's one of the best matchups of the year, honestly. Oh
1: yeah. I didn't, I didn't mention that it's from the uh, T-Mobile center in Kansas city. So, yeah. Um, and, and, uh, the, what I actually, I mentioned before that it's a pay-per-view fight, but I actually like it better here because of the yeah. fact that it's going to be five rounds. Because yeah. on pay-per-view. It might only be three. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Yeah. So yeah, just, you know, everybody knows that if you listen to the show, you know, I'm a big Max Holloway fan, but I'm also a big Arnold Allen fan and uh, yeah, 10 straight wins. And this, I mean, if this is anything, I mean, I think fight of the night is like guaranteed and you know, like you're, if it's not a fight of the year contender, you will not be disappointed. Like, you know, I mean, unless something happens, you know, like some, something freaky, like with the, with the, guitar uh fight but um the, the i mean this is guaranteed to be uh you know something something special i think and um yeah i i you know and, and holloway i like you said he lost three times to the champs so it's gonna be tough for him to to get another title shot unless you know lokaloski loses the belt um but you know he could always he could always move up and i mean i think and it's, i mean for him to even take a fight like this says something about max holloway because I, I, you know, if he loses, like he might as well just leave the division, you know, at this point, because his days as a contender are done. And for Arnold Allen, like, man, like this is the closest thing to a title fight you're going to get. And then if he beats Max all the way, you have to give him a title shot. Yeah. 11 yeah, straight yeah. wins. And yeah. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. That's definitely on the line for Allen here. This yeah. title fight is on the line here for him.
1: Yeah. So man, just, just massive fight with massive implications. um And then like, this card is just loaded. Like there's two absolute UFC OGs on the card, Um, you know, and, and then, you know, and even in the co-main, like Edson Barboza has been around forever. Like he's still younger than you think, but um, you know, I guess he's 37 now, but um, he's been around forever too. But you know, like the two OGs I'm talking about are, uh, you know, Ed Herman and Clay Guida um you know are, are on the card and uh you know just like right down to the pre like right the opening fight like has fighters that you know people know so i'm just like th- this is a really really big card for for free tv yep um yeah um w- uh, do you want to do your three fights to watch or is there any other one on the main card that you want to talk about
0: oh well, a couple on the main card are part of my three fights to watch so. okay well let uh, yeah, just do it then okay so my first one I mean, these these three are toss-ups, so we'll just, I'm not doing this in order, any order. But the first one is a fight that's on the prelims that should be absolutely on the main card. I don't know why it's not, but it's a flyaway fight between Brandon Royville and Matthias Nicolau. Yeah. God damn. That's such a fantastic matchup. Royville is Royval Nicolau are both action fighters at flyweight. Flyweight. Royval has had some crazy submission wins over over the likes of Tim Elliott, Kai car France Matchnell. Uh Nicolau has been just a wrecking ball since he came back to the UFC. Four straight wins coming off a knockout over Matchnell. I mean, winner of this fight could be fighting fighting whoever wins between a uh Moreno in, uh, Pantoja, Absolutely. and uh, and yeah, so that's just a fantastic fight. My second one is a bantamweight fight on the main card: Pedro Munoz against Chris Gutierrez. Gutierrez is coming off that big win over Frankie Edgar. He's uh he has he he lost his UFC debut, but he but he's unbeaten in uh, eight fights since then. He had a draw with Cody Durden, Durden, but he's won his last four. Uh, unfortunately, you know he. He was the one who ended Frankie Edgar's career, knocked him out cold with a knee at Madison Square Garden in November in his last fight. And Pedro Munoz, consistently one of the best fighters in the featherweight division, very up and down. He's only got one win in his last six fights. But when you but when you look at his at his uh, losses, they came to Aljamain Sterling, Frankie Edgar, Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz. His last fight was uh, the eye poke, no contest with Sean O'Malley, uh, just a. Uh, He's a guy. If you want to fight for a bantamweight title, he's a guy you got to beat. And Gutierrez is on the on the upswing, so a big fight for Gutierrez and a big fight for Munoz to see if he's going to stay a gatekeeper contender. And then my third fight to watch co-main event: Edson Barboza against Billy Quarantillo. Barboza, he's thirty-seven. He's got a lot of miles on him, but he's still an action fighter. And uh, and Billy Quarantillo is a great stand-up fighter who. I mean, I feel like these guys are going to have a slugfest on the feet, and then it's going to be a really fun fight. And this card is just great all, all around, all the way down. So just, just you know, there's probably seven fights I could, I could put on this On this list.
1: Well, I'll, I'll add a couple then because I didn't. Uh... I my my uh, gambling this past week wasn't great. Um, so I don't feel in the position to be giving ad- gambling advice this week. Uh, we'll see if this week turns around. I'll post my picks in the discord, but um, the, uh, I, I, I really like a uh, couple, a few fights here. Dustin Jacoby uh, against Azamat Mirzakanoff. Like Jacoby is a guy that can finish just about anybody. Like he's got that kind of power. And, um, and Azamat is 12 and 0, 10 finishes. Uh, finished all both his UFC fights and his contender series fights, and not, you know, he's, he's beaten Tafan Njikui and Devin Clark in his two yeah. UFC fights. So they're just putting him right in the deep water. One I'm really interested in is Tanner Boser. Because um, I looked at this at first and I thought this was like your UFC, you know, apex heavyweight special, except number one, they're not in the apex. And number two, Tanner Boser's moving down to light heavyweight and uh first time that he's fought it at that weight in nine years so i mean i'm interested because he's not a small heavyweight Um, have you you seen the picture he posted on twitter no no but but yeah he's i mean he's fat so i mean for you know he probably just lost a lot of his like he's he's
0: he's pretty shredded
1: yeah that's what i mean like he you know he's kind of like a you know like not quite as bad, but like a Roy Nelson that you always figured could probably cut to 205 or even 185 with Nelson, but um, he just liked to be fat. Um, And then uh, the other one, I mean – I just, anytime Ed Herman fights, like I'm there, like, and he's fighting Zach Cummings, who is another guy that's, you know, been around for a long time. But uh, every time I see Ed Herman, I just, I can't believe he's still going. And every time he fights, he still looks good. Like I, he doesn't even look close to being done. Like every time I see him, like at some point he's going to run out of gas, but I mean, Ed Herman, I think might've been on the first, like UFC TV show I ever watched. Um, You know, in fact, I'm pretty sure. He was. Um, it was like UFC. Yeah, UFC, the final chapter. He lost to Jason McDonald. That is the first fight that I watched, the first free UFC that I ever watched on TV. And he was on that. That was in 2006. So it's 17 years ago. And he was already, he'd already been, uh, like, yeah, he'd already been in the UFC because uh, he fought on the Ultimate Fighter season three. So um, anytime, you know, an, an OG fighting and these guys, you know, they're going to be retired soon, and Clay Guida is another one, but I'm looking more forward to uh, Ed Herman's fight just for personal reasons. So, um, yeah, and uh, Ryan, take us through
0: the rest of this loaded-up card. Okay, it starts uh, at 530, 5.30 Eastern Time on ESPN+. Plus. uh kicks off with a women's bantamweight bout, Jocelyn Edwards against Lucy Pudlova. Then a bantamweight bout, Aaron Phillips against the debuting Gaston Boyanos. Then we have a women's strawweight fight, the debuting... Bruno Brazil against Denise Gums. <clears throat> and then we have a lightweight fight, Lando Veneta, another real action fighter against it's Daniel Zell Yeah, that should be another fun fight there. Then we have a women's strawweight fight, Jillian Robertson against Pierre Rodriguez. Light heavyweight bout, uh, Zach Cummings against Ed Herman. Flyweight fight, Brandon Royville against Matthias Nicolau. And finishing off the prelims is a featherweight fight, Bill Algio against TJ Brown. Then we're on to the main card, eight thirty Eastern time on ESPN. Uh, put an asterisk next to that start time because because I probably figure it'll start a little bit later than that because NBA playoffs are on ESPN all day. Oh, uh, okay. So, I was wondering why they had the weird start time. So yeah, okay. yeah. This one this one ends after after a playoff game, and you know depends on. That so should get a good is, lead in then. Yeah, should get a really strong lead in. It's going against a big, a big game on ABC. But but uh, but yeah, but yeah, but I mean NBA playoffs. The first three games on Saturday are all on ESPN. So, but anyway, kicks off with lightweight fight Clay Guida against Rafa Garcia. Then Pedro Munoz against Crispy Gutierrez, of bantamweight bout. Light heavyweights Tanner Bozer against Jan Kudalaba. Then another light heavyweight fight, Dustin Jacoby gets Azamat Mirzakhanov, in co main event, featherweights, Edson Barbosa gets Billy Quarantino. and then the featherweight main event. Max Holloway against Arnold Allen. A hell of a card we got here.
1: No kidding. Max Holloway, Edson Barbosa, Clay Guida, Ed Herman. Like wow. And that's on free TV. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Fourteen fights. Um, and, uh, yeah, it should, should be a lot of fun. And, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be watching basketball, but, uh, make some time for this card. Cause it's going to be real good. Um, all right. Uh, so we have our, uh, question of the week, which we already done, but we have to talk about, um, and they announced on, uh, on the card and it was spoiled for me technically because I was, I was about 10 minutes behind and UFC got that email out super quick. Um, about the uh about adding um uh the Robbie Lawler and uh Rory McDonald two fight into the uh UFC uh Hall of Fame in the fight wing and that was um we've talked about this fight a lot. Um I uh I I, I was there live. I don't think you were were you? No. Yeah I know but I was there live because I was on the undercard of uh
0: Aldo and no, it was a, uh, it was a, Mendez and Conor McGregor, right? McGregor and Mendez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The In- Incredible UFC one eighty show. show. that's one of the, one of the best, arguably the best UFC pay-per-view of all time. Definitely the main card.
1: I remember the undercard, not being, uh, yeah, great, like I said,
0: the pay-per-view, pay-per-view. Part. The
1: pay-per-view portion was incredible. And uh, this fight was unbelievable. And uh, if you haven't seen it, and I can't imagine if you're listening to this show, you've never seen that fight, but um it is one to go out of your way to see it's on obviously on UFC Fight Pass and they showed highlights and they interviewed you know different people talking about the fight uh no Rory McDonald cuz i guess he's still
0: probably still even though he's retired he's yeah. probably still under those contract are, a lot of the a lot of those were old clips uh, okay. back back from when they did the uh, because it was before the 25 year anniversary so when they were doing the countdown from the 25 of the top 25. A lot of those clips were from, from Where did that this show. finish, do you remember? I don't know, but no. if you ask me, this is the greatest fight in UFC history. It's definitely up there. It's um, at worst at worst it's top 3.
1: Yeah. It's, I still have a really hard time putting anything over um Teixeira and Jamal Hill, but that that might be because yeah, yeah, that was a perfect fight. You mean Teixeira and and the uh, Yeri or Yuri. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, because that was share, to me a,
0: just a sharing. Oh, I know that was <laughs> terrible.
1: Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. To, to Sharon, Yuri. Sorry. It's, it's late here and I've had a four day weekend. So I'm getting tired. But yeah, no, it's, um, it, that, that, uh, yeah. Cause it was just such a perfect fight. And, uh, and, and so this was more action, like for sure. And if you want to, like, if you want to show people, like, what's a UFC fight, um, and, this is a fight you show them <laughs> like,
0: yeah, they, you know, two guys just going to war. Okay. They only on that list. I I found that list. They only had it at number four, but I feel like this list was because it was a TV show. It was biased because they have number one and two, both the, both the Connor and Nate Diaz fights, which oh, was a yeah. great, great, but, but yeah, the, no. neither one of them were better than this.
1: Neither one of them were even the fight of the year. I don't think maybe no. the second one
0: um but yeah no, the no second one wasn't
1: or okay this is the first one
0: second one um, wasn't because the second one got beat by another robbie lawler fight for fight of the year right yeah yeah um yeah i just meant like you could argue that they were
1: fighting yeah. the year but um the yeah i mean i would think this, the one that usually gets mentioned is uh, and it's one that i still have never seen fully or not is the henderson and uh to um
0: Shogun, first fight. Shogun,
1: yeah, yeah. I because I was watching, <laughs> I was watching another great fight at the same time. Um, on, Michael, on Chandler. Michael Chandler,
0: Michael yeah. Chandler and Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because it was free, and I wasn't going to pay for a pay per view if I could get free fights at that time. So um, my loss. Uh, but it, those are both great fights. Like that, that has to be the the two greatest fights that ever took place in the same day.
0: Yeah. For yeah. Sure. But yeah. Lawler McDonald, the second fight, yeah. like they're just. Just a back-and-forth war. Both guys' faces were just a, a mess. That shot, I think it was at the end of the fourth yeah. round, round where they where the horn rings, and they're separated. But they're just both standing there, inches from each other, just staring at each other with both of their faces just a bloody mess. You can see the war that they're in. And it's just an incredible mo- moment. Robbie Lawler spits out blood going out of the fifth round all over the octagon it's just it's just just and, and, and it was for a title it was robbie so dramatic. just took
1: his soul in the fifth yeah. round like yeah he just
0: just beat the soul out of him and he's never been if, the same yeah R- if you Rory. want to point like there's a lot of fighters that you kind of debate where the beginning of the end was like Rory McDonald you point to this fight like his career was done after this one because this fight took so much after him and he was not the same and same. amazingly Lawler is still going man. and then Lawler and then everybody goes it's like well what that fight do to Robbie Lawler and then Robbie Lawler's very next fight was against Carlos Conant and probably you know <laughs> and another one of the all time great UFC fights. Like, it uh, could honestly, get in the Hall of Fame someday. Honestly, I don't know if play. Like, like, honestly, if I were making a top five list, I think Lawler McDonald, too, and Lawler Condit are both on my top five. Like, yeah, I mean, just insane. Robbie Lawler had just this insane run, run of just. Just fantastic fight after fantastic fight. The Matt Brown fight, his two fights with Johnny Hendricks, just is every, and then the second Rory fight and the Condit fight. Even just... his last two,
1: like the the Nick Diaz fight and and Barbarena, like for a two the round cricket. fight
0: great fights but but they're nowhere near the no no no, not near this these, but i mean there's,
1: he's still having great fights yeah, yeah. you
0: know like uh, you know whatever this is like
1: uh eight years later um yeah. you know and yeah yeah that matt brown fight was was incredible and even their first fight you know a split decision it wasn't nearly as good but it was a good fight um you know uh w- with him and robbie him and uh, rory um and yeah, I hopefully they get Rory out there for this. I mean, I would yeah. I would imagine. I think Rory. they will. He's yeah. he's retired, so Yeah, he can he can be there. Um and yeah, and and uh so you said um
0: yeah, I, mean, I, we, I mean, we didn't any notes here, but all of, um Hall of Fame class so far, we have a uh, we have Jose Aldo, Anderson Silva, Donald Cerrone, uh gins pulver and then the, in the fight wing uh robbie Lawler against rory mcdonald so we got so pretty much five two so two of the probably five greatest fighters of all
1: time maybe two of the three greatest fighters of all time and yeah. and the greatest fight of all time yeah, yeah. <laughs> in in you know, in the same yeah. class
0: that's pretty and, good and, and like i said i mean i mean they could be done wouldn't it surprise me if they announced frankie in newark Okay, New yeah, York, that, that makes there's, too much there's, sense not to. There's, there's no limit, they can induct whoever they want. I, I'm, I think they need to con- induct a, a contributor this year because it's been a couple years since they did. And i you know, I will always argue for this guy to be in the UFC Frank. Hall of Fame in the, in the uh, contributor wing. Uh, I think they should put Stitch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't just, know if they will, but they should. Yeah, I know the. I know the end. The end between him and Dana was not was not good, but he has been. So he meant a lot to a lot of fighters, fighters, especially these ones that are going in this time, in this year. You know, and uh, he he deserves to be. Who Who else recognized. is out there that
1: they could put in as a as a contributor? Like, I mean, I don't think they're gonna have they. Is Campbell McLaren in? Unfortunately, yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. So I mean he's a guy that, you know, I mean he wouldn't be popular, but he, he you know, probably should be. Um but uh yeah, I, I you know, I guess um Joe Silva at some point. Joe Silva's already in. Is he? Okay, okay, yeah. there you go. So uh,
0: and Dana will never put himself in. No. Let's see. Contributors, Charles Lewis, uh, Jeff Blatnik, yeah. Bob Marowitz. Campbell's not in, but Campbell really shouldn't be in, honestly. Joe Silva, nope. Bruce Collins. Joe Rogan should go in at some point, but not yet. Art Davy and
1: Mark Ratner.
0: Yeah, those are. You know who
1: else should go in and won't? Uh John McCarthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You make a strong case for you. I don't know that he won't. I think if they offered it, they offered it to to him. I think I think the only guy they won't ever offer it to is Frank Shamrock. I think anybody anybody else is a possibility.
1: Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. I mean, yeah. And they, you know, especially as they, you know, as time passes, I guess too.
0: Um,
1: And uh, yeah. And then, yeah. For fighters. I mean, do you think when they, when they do these announcements, like it's, I don't know. If strategic is the right word, but do they plan these announcements for specific times? You know, for for those moments, like I've told
0: you that I've told you that they may they find reasons to get fighter to get fighters to particular shows so they can make the announcement. Well, that yeah, that part yeah, but I'm saying like would they would they
1: hold off on the Frankie announcement because of New Jersey?
0: Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. So and, and I, I think that's good. Like don't get me wrong. Like, I I think it's great because I mean that ceremony is until July.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean, that's the perfect time. He got the show in yeah. Newark. I'm sure they're gonna have him out as a guest fighter. Guest yeah. fight fighter because he's from Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the time to do it. So is he you know, and and
1: uh, you know, and, and I mean yeah, is Jim Miller on that card? I can't remember. He should be. No. No. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we got that to look forward to. So hopefully we get uh, one or two more inductees and hopefully Frankie Edgar's one. I mentioned him on, uh, on that show I did with Garrett on the weekend um, on pre, you know, giving yeah, my well, best
0: bets. Yeah. Like like I said, like I said, like I said, I mean, I could see them being done for this year, this year with the, with the five, but it's just the fact that they're having I mean, we know Frankie's going to go in. It's not a matter of if, but when. But the fact that they got that Newark show, it's like that's the perfect opportunity to to announce it and just say, "Hell with it, let's put him in this year."
1: Right, and and I mean, you might as well just put him in this year. I mean, yeah, you could wait till next year and then do it like on an MSG show or something, but you might as well do it here.
0: Well, I mean, they don't even start announcing them until until the year the year starts anyway, so.
1: Right. Uh, and yeah, and MSG is usually November. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we do have some news. Um, and uh, first up is uh, I think you talked about this earlier, but maybe you uh, didn't. Volkanovski and Yara
0: Rodriguez is we've official. Definitely, we've definitely talked about it for the last couple of weeks because yeah. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks that that fight's happening in July. And it and, is now. UFC it's official, is Official it. UFC 290 that's and international Inter- fight week international fight week and it may end up being the main event wow that's because, uh they need something else then because everybody was expecting john jones and stipe Miosic and once again they're having trouble getting that fight made i don't know i don't know who it, who it's on this time i don't know if it's john's side if it's Stepe's side or whatnot but i've I've heard that that fight is completely off the table for July and July is a month where they have two pay-per-view shows. So, hmm. so I've heard that fight's completely off the table for July. And, and I was just going to say, you know, if maybe John wants to lose a little bit of weight is holding it off, holding it off. Maybe he's has an injury where, you know, he's recovering from an injury injury. He claimed he'd be ready in July, but you kind of, you kind of don't know. He's been kind of quiet the last month. And with Stipe, I mean Stipe, he's 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 had multiple chances, mm-hmm. chances for this fight. I don't know. I mean, I know he went through some personal stuff, personal stuff, you know, father passing away and having another child. But but if he's trying, if he's somebody who's trying to get Nagano money, he's not getting Nagano money uh, for no. that. For that, if he's trying to hold out for a super big payday, because honestly, I mean, it's gonna. This will probably be his last fight. You know, especially if he loses, it'd definitely be his last fight. So I see him wanting to get the biggest payday possible, but he's also kind of needs to be realistic with his expectations. I mean, that's if, that's if he's the problem. He might not be the problem. You know? I,
1: yeah. And Stipe, like, I don't think he, at this point in his career, like, I don't think he's just drawing any more than no.
0: any other heavyweight that they would put Jones no, in against. No, no, I mean, I'm not saying Stipe is the reason it's not I even mean, this time. But Stipe has been the reason it hasn't happened yeah. yet.
1: All right. Uh, well, that's too bad. And I, I think they need something else for that UFC 290 card if it's, you know, like Volkowski and I mean, Like They need like a big name in the comb, like a, a Diaz brother or something. Here's,
0: uh, they, you know, we've been talking about Mexico City pay-per-view yeah. this year. I don't know that it's happening. And, oh, okay. Uh, so, so then I could you could see, do Moreno. I, you could, or you could do Valentina and Grasso too. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then load up the rest of the main card. Yeah, that that's, I mean, that's a big card right
1: there. So, yeah, that's, and and it's International Fight Week anyways, and you're going to get a lot of people buying tickets just for that, you know, to go to the Hall of Fame and, you know, all this stuff. It's not quite what it used to be, but still a pretty big show, pretty yeah. pretty big week. Um You
0: know, um and then and and it's and it's not worth it's not because they're not trying. I mean they No, no they wanted Jones and They want Jones and Stepe for the main event of that show. That's what they've won. That's what they've wanted since since John Jones since the night John Jones beat Cyril Gone. It's what they've wanted. And we just we know how these things work. You know, it's just they they have so many shows and so many just tough negotiations with some people that it's just sometimes like you know what they won always doesn't happen and it's not for it's never for a lack of effort honestly it's always because there's some bullshit going on with somebody involved <laughs> whether it's one of the fighters or whether it's with the UFC there's just some bullshit that's always going on
1: all right there is a change to the UFC uh, on May 13th main event and yeah. i uh, i you know what i got the email from UFC and it didn't even
0: occur to me that this that they had changed the main event when i saw it they changed the main event i don't know the reason why but this is a show that's in charlotte and uh gyro rosenstruck and jelton almeida is the main event now and anthony smith and johnny walker which which was slated to be the main event for the show for months is now the co-main event you know i don't know why they switched it but and 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 is it is it down to three rounds now yeah that's down to three rounds and Mm -hmm. i and the main event's five. And I know they tried to get, they were trying to get an even bigger fight. I mean, I was, when everybody said that, said that whenever uh, Umar or Ali was tweeting from Umar's account saying they tried to make the Marab fight for May 13th, I was like, that show already has a main event. They were trying to get a bigger fight for this main event. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know why they didn't want Anthony Smith and Johnny Walker as the main event. I thought this was a good fight. Yeah, quiet, but whatever. And uh, yeah, they're going Rosenstruck and Almeida as the main event. Yeah, if you ask me who I'd rather see for five rounds, um, yeah, it's pretty easy. Pretty I easy don't know. Choice. That, yeah, I don't know that Rosenstruck and Almeida is going five. But... No,
1: no, no. But um, I mean, and this is a pretty deep card. You got Matt Brown and Court McGee on this card. You've got uh, Mackenzie Darn against guess, uh, Angela Hill. Angela Hill, yeah. Uh, Carlos Olberg is on the card. And uh, yeah, it's uh, Cody Stamen, uh,
0: Ian Gary. Yeah, that shows on e, on a uh, ABC as well. Oh, it is, eh? Yeah, it's oh, an right. early morning start time and uh, afternoon oh, really? afternoon main card. So that's uh, leading into the playoffs, probably or something. Or I don't, I don't know. Yeah, May thirteenth. I don't even know.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's uh, we got that. That's on. Oh, that's just just over a month away. Um, all right, and uh, oh shoot, I lost my preview here. Uh, sorry. Here we go. All right, and uh, UFC 289, oh yeah, we talked about this last week, um, and, and it's funny because <laughs> as we're recording this, by the time you're listening, the Calgary Flames might already be eliminated from the playoffs, uh, but uh, they – originally this was scheduled for Calgary, but they had to move it because Calgary Flames put a hold on every single date for their arena, April,
0: May, and June. And so they moved u f c two eighty nine to vancouver yeah originally when the when the talk was going to canada it was it was originally the talk was Vancouver, and all of a sudden they you know they didn't officially announce it, but they they gave it to enough reporters to put it out there that the show was gonna be in Calgary, and everything looked looked good good and set for calgary calgary then all of a sudden late last week. You know, the Calgary Flames are still in playoff contention, and and the building decides to put a hold on everything through June. Like you said, like you said, I don't even know what know. happened, Brian, is they lost to, they beat the Winnipeg Jets
1: last, yeah. last Wednesday um, as we were recording. So if they had lost that game to Winnipeg, they had almost no chance of making the playoffs because Winnipeg is the team they're trying to beat. Yeah. And they beat Winnipeg in Winnipeg. So that, and then, and that
0: just basically, like they gave them hope, and then but then they turned around and lost their next game. Yeah, I and, mean, yeah, I know every I know when they officially announced the change everybody, or they when they announced that there was issues, everybody said Calgary Flames aren't making the playoffs, or if they are, or if they are, they're getting eliminated early. If they make the playoffs, you can never count on a team right. getting eliminated yeah. or early. Early, we've seen. We've seen crazy stuff in every sport in every playoff playoffs. If somebody makes it, you just have to assume they're going to go all the all the way. But a lot of people said they weren't even going to make it. They have what to the, win their last two games yeah, it, just um, to have a chance. And even Winnipeg
1: has two more games. And if they even yeah. get a point in either game, they beat Calgary. So yeah. it's it's almost no chance yeah. at this but point.
0: Out of the, besides the hockey talk, let's just yeah get back to the UFC <laughs> UFC yeah. reasoning. Vancouver was already out of the playoff hot uh, yeah. playoff hunt. UFC when it comes to pay per views, it doesn't always work out this way for for every show. And usually the shows that doesn't work out this way for are the Vegas shows, but like shows in Vancouver or whatever city for at least the pay per view events. They like to put tickets on sale eight weeks in advance. Eight weeks in advance would be this week. This week coming up, and so I think they're they're going, going on, on sale on, on Friday. So they need, I think so. I, I don't remember. So the, the ironic thing is, Calgary might be out by then, but yeah, I guess but they, they had to have the it. they yeah. had to have the venue locked in with an on sale date for tickets, tickets, and because Calgary suddenly put a hold put a hold on everything, including that date that they they had already agreed agreed to, and and a deal had, which basically voided the deal they had. Yes, yeah. he went with. Option B and that's what it is. That's what happened. You know, yeah. and well it's funny because the the way the card was shaping up, it, it almost looked like a card that you know,
1: I would think would have more interest in Vancouver than Calgary, just based on some of the fighters. But um,
0: you know, I guess it probably doesn't really matter all that much. Doesn't really matter. And then uh some other another event location I've heard uh, the June twenty-fourth UFC fight night is gonna be in Jacksonville. Oh good. So there's still going to be some Apex shows, unfortunately. It seems like even in Were they G- they're
1: running that like War Arena thing again, or
0: yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, whatever the the Jacksonville Veterans Memorial Arena. Yeah, they yeah. said. I think they said they uh, because Jacksonville was so good to them at the beginning of the pandemic, and they did those those first three empty arena shows. They said. We we owe Jacksonville one more show. And, they uh, did
1: like a huge gate there for a fight it, night last week, if I remember.
0: It, last year, if I remember yeah. right, or was it pay per view? It was a pay per view. It was a pay per view because it was it was that first show back back yeah. in the arenas. April twenty one. Yeah, April April what something? No, yeah, wasn't yeah. the first. Was was that April twenty twenty one? I believe that's the first show back.
1: I think was so there... because they did. I mean,
0: they did some Fight Island with fans, but. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah, there's there was another shop taken that was there too in Jacksonville. Uh,
1: I got the I got the list of UFC events up right now and uh yeah. what the hell? No, sorry. We're wasting too much time here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know the the first one back, the Masvidal, uh recent fight, second fight, that was in Jacksonville. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, I'm uh, looking. I'm looking at it right now, and it's all Apex shows until April 24th, and that was uh, UFC 261, Usman yeah. Lasvin, all two.
0: Yeah. The uh and the uh, UFC 273, the Volkanovski Korean Zombie. That was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, that was also yeah. in Jacksonville.
1: Right, right, right. So, so yeah, so we, uh, yeah, so that's that's good for them. Uh, yeah. and and you know, every show
0: that's not in the Apex is is good. And then and then July, July, we know uh, there's gonna be a London card in July, uh, looking like July 29th it's going to be a pay-per-view pay-per-view uh they dana said he wants the london he the july london show was originally for july 22nd second the pay-per-view the they're having two pay-per-views in july the 8th and the 29th dana said this week he wants to make the london card a pay-per-view obviously with the idea of edwards covington that's the only reason to make it a pay-per-view pay-per-view so so if it's a pay-per-view in london that's what's going to happen, and there's talk about if they're moving the the London card to the 29th. There's been some talk that the 20 the July 22nd card is going to be in Sweden. That's just rumors. Cool. It's just rumors. It's not nothing official. It's just rumors right there. in headlining maybe. Paul Craig maybe.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Uh, all right. And then uh, what's going on with Francis and Ghana? Okay, I feel like we need to talk about Francis a little bit, and just the fact that there's a lot of people. Thinking he's going to end up back at UFC. It's there's a lot of talk late, lately. Uh, apparently, uh, Bellator and him didn't come to terms. Sure. Uh, Bare Knuckle, Bare Knuckle, David Feldman, Bare Knuckle said, uh, uh, Nagano is even too expensive for us. So, <laughs> so like we wonder how they're paying all these, all these big name fighters like Luke Rockhold and all that. But even when he says Francis Nagano is too expensive for us, for us, so that, uh, so there's been some. I, mean, I don't know what they're paying Paige, but yeah, it can't yeah. be cheap. I don't think. I don't think she's fine anymore. She hasn't oh, filed. okay. She's making too much, too much money. Make posted nudes on. Have you seen fans. some of those? No. I have not seen. Yeah. I just know that she's she's gone full full. People, nude model. people send me DMs. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah. keep them coming stop saying that <laughs> stuff on, stop saying that stuff on this show Paul please okay
1: all right uh but please. yeah francis and uh well i mean yeah, but, i think we
0: all thought uh, he's going to be back at some and point and pfl a lot of people are saying pfl i don't know that him going into the season i don't i don't know that it's financially viable for them well he can fight on these fantasy pay per views that uh, yeah. that jake paul's booking yeah and it doesn't look like there's any interest in boxing for him and okay i mean it's if it's about the money, he's only gonna get the money from the UFC. Yeah from the UFC. And all that other stuff that he he wanted, he ain't getting from anybody. No, like so, nobody's gonna pay him to fight uh, you know, like Tyson Fury or something like that. I mean, no, that's no, a- but I'm talking I'm talking about the the, you know, having somebody at a table with, you know, having a fighter representative at the at a table with with the business people and all that, especially now with the the merger. There is is never – anybody who ever thinks there's going to be a union in pro wrestling or MMA after this merger, there's zero chance. It ain't ever happening. Yeah, no, you're right. It ain't ever happening. You're no, talking you're right? So, so, but yeah. So maybe, I,
1: just... I mean, you know what, if Stipe is, uh if he is the reason, maybe you now they end up just going with Ngannou
0: and Jones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, there's a lot of people that, are, that have been talking lately thinking that Francis is going to end up back, back with the UFC. And after David Feldman's comments about how even bare knuckle isn't a player, then there's really, I don't see any I... other players in MMA.
1: I don't know. Actually that... the, the first clue that Francis Ngannou was probably coming back was I was in the room and Dana White said, He's never coming back. So that I mean That's that right like, there. Yeah, that should have we, been the clue. That he's,
0: he's, I mean we don't listen to Dana when he says no. stuff like that. Well, well no. He's like also that. he's he's also not the one who negotiates contracts with people. It's Hunter yeah. Campbell. Hunter yeah. Campbell makes a deal with him, deals on Dana. You know, da- Dana's not involved in fire contracts people people and he's very he's I mean, I think he only deals with Connor and Jones and only when he needs to. He doesn't deal with anybody else. Remember when Michael Chandler signed the big deal. He said it was all with it was all with Hunter Campbell that Dana walked in for like two minutes, said hello and then walked out. Dana Dana's yeah. not involved in I don't know why pe- people listen. Listen to me. Dana's not involved in matchmate. He's he oversees matchmaking. He and he listens to what the ideas are ideas are and maybe he shoots some stuff down. But as far as putting the fights together, like he's not the he's not the main one in charge of that. as far as signing people, he's the promoter, not the, main not the booker. In he's he he oversees everything. Yeah. everything. His role has changed, you know, post post endeavor purchase. His role has changed to where to where instead of being at the front line of everything, He's just overseeing everything, like a president of the company do, does. Yeah, yep. and he which delegates is, and he delegates things to everybody. That's his job, which is, you know, honestly, the best use for him right now, I think. Yeah, so. yeah, and he promotes. He, he, yeah, he's uh, he said his focus is these uh, is production and and doing these shows that are finding new talent. That's his focus these days, and he openly admits it.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, we got some fight announcements, some pretty big ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, UFC Fight Night, uh, May 20th, Michael Johnson against Diego Ferreira. That's good. And then we got a lot of the big stuff for uh, the UFC 289 nine uh, nine in Vancouver, including the main event. It's Amanda Nunez against Juliana Pena, the trilogy. I think you mentioned uh, that last week that that was a
1: likely candidate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, makes sense there uh, for the White title. And then Steven Thompson against Michelle Ferreira. That's a yeah. god. That's gonna be that's gonna be a great stand up battle. I think that's gonna end up being the co main. If it would surprise me, sounds like it. And then, uh, you know, Amon's a hobby against Arichi Ar- Ar- Lang. I think that's say said. And Akeem Dawadu against Lucas Almeida. Dawadu uh, is fight- big in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's that's a shame. But but he has in Vancouver now. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a shame. Uh, UFC Fight Night, June twenty fourth. That's the Jacksonville show. I was talking about Amanda Hebus against Macy Barber, and then mm-hmm. UFC two two ninety, International Fight Week, Bo Nickel against Trezian Gore. Hmm. That's uh. That should be. They should put that on the main card. Yeah. Just, it's definitely a showcase fight for Bo Nickel again.
1: Trishon Gore is the uh, ultimate fighter winner, so that's but, uh, yeah, no, the,
0: no. He didn't. He didn't win. He. Uh,
1: oh right, he right, right.
0: The, yeah, Brian Battle won, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trishon Gore was the one who made the finals, but he was hurt. Yeah.
1: Oh, this is a gimme. Uh, I mean, I like Trishon Gore, but
0: <laughs> he's got no chance. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know that he's. A,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, I don't know that he's a step up from Jamie Pickett.
1: It might be a step down.
0: Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's at it's at best even level. Yeah, but that's that's what they should do.
1: I mean, yeah, like you said before, Bo Nichols is is a ways away, but you know, just give him some impressive wins on big stages. That's yeah. that's what you want to do with him right now. Yeah. Um, right, so that's uh, that's that's gonna do it. Um, unless you had any late fights that got announced. Uh, there's
0: one. Uh, uh, there was a couple of there was two fights where. Fighters lost opponents and they shuffled uh, for UFC 288. Uh, Zagas, Zuma Gulov against Esteban or some somebody, somebody that fight got changed. I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Okay. Somebody who was supposed to fight next week is now fighting Zuma Gulov in the uh, on UFC 288. All
1: right, uh, okay, so that'll do it, uh, Ryan. Why don't you get your plugs in? <laughs> just all like right, the 90 uh,
0: mark. yeah i'll be uh back in the wrestling observer newsletter this week uh and then front page uh for live ufc coverage for the next uh well until memorial day weekend that's the next time ufc's off so got that so uh, and then, all
1: right and uh and then you can follow us both on twitter uh, Ryan, Ryan J. Frederick on Paulie's Fontaine, and I, uh, I did, I brought my uh, my YouTube show back, uh, Cup of Joe with Grandpa Des. I had my uh, son on this past week, and he told a story about how he his battle with uh, bl- blastomycosis that almost cost him his life. is a really good show. And then I got this coming week. I got Phil Strum uh coming on from uh, newsday. So I'm looking forward to that one because Phil's a really cool cool dude and he's we'll 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 have a blast. I don't know what we're gonna talk about, but whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be fun. So uh you can check that out uh on uh on my YouTube channel. Just search cup just Grandpa Des on you on uh Google and it'll take you there. So for Ryan I'm Paul and Ryan why don't you take us home
0: like you always do. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.